we are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with Albert Morales, and we are the House of Indies. I am not sitting in front of uh, Albert because we are doing this remotely because he demanded that we practice social distancing. Uh, but how's it going, Albert? You've got sticky fingers, son, and it, it bothers me. It bothers me. <laughs> hey, we got we hey, got guys. we got somebody cool on the line. Who do we have on the line today? We've got the Bossa Nova. Of Bossa Nova-ness. <laughs> it's Ben Harvey. You got hey, guys. What's up, man? How's it going, hey, man? How's everybody doing? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Pretty good. We're, we're, we're good, man. We're good. How's uh, how's everything going on the art scene for you right now? Oh, man. Well, I guess you guys can kind of relate, man. It's kind of upside down at the moment. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the, uh, the show market has been closed out because of COVID-19 for... The foreseeable future, they're guaranteeing uh, uh, reopenings by like June, but we're kind of skeptical about that. So, well, uh, we'll yeah. see what happens, though. But yeah, it's kind of hectic right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Joey's got some mad questions for you. I've got some mad questions for you. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off really quick because I can relate to that whole thing with the shows. Yeah, um, man. I think we both kind of started. Uh, uh, early in the year was at least doing one show before this whole thing really went kicked into full swing. Yeah. And that was with C2E2. C2E2. Yeah. What was your, what was your expectation going into that show? And then like, you know, um, uh, during the show, what, what did you see there? Uh, well going into it, I had, um, I wasn't expecting a blowout show. Like usually C2E2 is one of my biggest shows of the year. And I was expecting uh, there to be a, a definite down downgrade from last year because people, you know, the virus was just starting to come into consciousness and people were mm. starting to close things out, you know. And I mean, we weren't, we were taking it sort of seriously. I mean, they were promising, you know, we'll hand out, you know, Kleenexes and like disinfection and stuff like that. But <laughs> nothing had been like, the you know, the government hadn't stepped in just yet. Yeah. So um, we were definitely expecting a downgrade, which we saw. We saw like a drop of maybe like five thousand people didn't show up that year. Wow. Uh, this past uh, show. Um, so I mean, it was good for me. I mean, it was a little. I mean, I definitely felt it. That five thousand people definitely kind of took. I took a hit on that, but otherwise the fa- <clears throat> the fans were still out and about. I mean, mm. they were. There and they're supporting us. Um, and I had a decent show. It wasn't the great, as good of a show as I would have had, mm. had, you know, this virus been there. But yeah, I definitely felt a, a, a hit on it. I didn't really have, um, I was expecting it to. I wasn't like, oh man, it's going to be a great show. The hell with that virus is not going to affect any of my numbers. But, um, yeah, it definitely, definitely felt uh, a hit there with that. Felt the pain. The pain. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is pain, man. <laughs> when you lug all your stuff out there and you set up, you know, and you're ready to go. And it's like, oh, man, yeah. you know, where are my fans at? And so That's absolutely crazy. I can't I can't imagine being being a, a, an artist in, in this time or or I, I, anybody actually right now, because it's it's affecting a lot of us right now. 
Um, there's, yeah. there's, there's, uh, I don't know if I want to say millions, but uh, it could be on that way of millions of people out of work right now because of this. And it's an absolute, uh, crazy time in our lives right now that we have to kind of adjust and, uh, and kind of go with the flow. So how do you see yourself, uh, adjusting to this kind of thing in this industry? Uh, for me personally, um, you're going to have to, well, I'm going to have to, uh, hunker down, uh, as I usually do <laughs> and, um, branch out, you know, um, as artists, I mean, we are always kind of having to adapt to the environment we're around in, Yeah, you know, um, as, especially as comic artists, I mean, the industry has kind of been in like a slight incline in the past, like 20 years, you know, it's still kind of shrinking, you know, mm-hmm. we've had to have, have to have, I uh, have to find other ways to kind of make ends meet. You know, but at the same time, you know, that's where the internet comes in. And it's been like a, a huge blessing mm-hmm. to each of us, you know, and where you can like, you know, compared to like 20 years ago, there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook, you know, the internet was just coming about, yeah. you know, and now you can like just hop on to Twitter or Instagram, throw up your work and like 75% of the work is done for you. You know, it's out there, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I've kind of like, uh, had to kind of like really channel my focus in the past couple of months is getting more involved in, um, doing live streams on my, uh, Instagram channel. Okay. Yeah. Um, setting up a Patreon eventually in a few months, um, and possibly doing, um, like an Etsy page, you know, to sell some original artwork on there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of like just the, the, uh, the uh, common ground for us artists uh, to survive is to kind of like find these channels of uh, opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, with uh, the social media and stuff like that these days, it's easier, easier than ever to uh, not be able to find work, but also at the same time, it's easier than ever to like go out there and get work, you know, and have not yeah. have the work find you. So, yeah. So just to give everybody a little bit of a background on you, You've done multiple projects for uh, Valiant, Mass Republic. As a matter of fact, that's Mass Republic is how I first came across you. Right, yeah, yeah. You, you actually did uh, something that I'm very close to. Uh, and when I saw it, I was like, this mother trucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> because I had, a, a, potentially I had an in, but it really didn't find its way in. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, the next thing I see is a Ray Mysterio book, um, yeah, man. Lucha Underground, and Lucha mm-hmm. Underground was the shit. It was it. It started changing some things. It was separate from WWE. It was its own thing, it right? Mixed with uh, telenovelas, where it meets uh, Lucha Libre wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you got to do the, uh, how did that all come about with uh, with those books and the, and the, even the Valiant stuff you've done? You've done some various various Valiant covers. Uh, that have been freaking rad, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, it kind of came about um, through a oh, actually my rep, uh, Roberto. He uh, knew uh, another artist, um, writer slash writer, uh, Ivan, who is uh, who have kind of, uh, found himself in the um, uh, the ring with. World. Yeah, he found himself in in uh, having to to do. Uh, 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 being approached to do the, uh, Ray Mysterio book. And, um, he was like, well, man, I need a, 
I'm looking for artists right now. Uh, and he asked Roberto, do you know anybody? And Roberto and pushed my, my name in front of him and my work. And he was like, yeah, we, we got to get this guy. So, um, yeah, it went from there, man. Uh, we, I worked on it for about like, uh, I think over, it was a really quick turnaround. Like, I think I had to, I got it in May and I think, uh, it was premiering at San Diego Comic-Con. So that was maybe like a month or two turnaround. I had to like really grind to get that out the door. It was like a 24 page book and then with the cover and everything. So about 25 pages, but yeah, that's how it kind of came about. Uh, it was through Ivan and, uh, Luca underground, you know, they kind of, they came up and, you know, they really like my work. Um, as far as Valiant and everything, Valiant, uh, approached me at, I think it was, uh, uh, New York Comic Con two years ago. Uh, one of the editors came to the table, you know, um, and uh, asked if I was open for work, you know, and it kind of went from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. nice. So uh, to speak on that kind of aspect there a little bit, obviously, uh, um, you, you guys get a lot of work while you guys are at cons and there's not any cons going on right now. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's and obviously it's obviously really difficult so uh do you guys do you or or have you heard any word uh um you know kind of down the grapevine of uh how difficult it's become uh to get work like that uh well again that's where uh the internet comes into play man i mean um uh guys come across my uh, uh instagram profile that i've never seen my work before and they hit me up, be like, Hey man, are you open for commissions right now? Um, but there's also that aspect of the con, uh, the show, uh, aspect to it. Whereas, uh, guys that have known me from shows, mm-hmm. um, will be, uh, kind of repeat customers for me and they'll come and find me. Um, cause they can't find me at shows anymore. Usually they come find me at, you know, come find me at conventions and hit me up, be like, Hey man. Uh, do you, are you open for commissions right now? We'll have to get something at the show with you. But now that's not around anymore. Yeah. And so now you find that there's a, a increased market of guys that have, you know, they're still working, they're still getting income and they have all this money in their pocket because the shows aren't around. Yeah. Right. So you've seen a dip, a definite dip. I mean, obviously the shows dipped out, but you've seen an uptick, uptick in the amount of guys that are wandering around, you know, scouring the internet. Yeah, looking to spend their money on original art, and they're still out there. I mean, the fans are still out there. This shows are just, you know, yeah, on hiatus right now. So, so I that, mean, that's I think that's where a lot of you know, a lot of my work will be coming from in the next okay. like four, five, six, however long this goes for. Yeah, is through you know me putting the word out, getting uh, fans, uh, letting the fans know that I'm still here. Yeah, you know, and if they're looking for original art, you know, I'm. Uh, open, not at the moment, but like in a few months, I'll be open to take more and more commissions and things like that, as well as like publishers too. You have to kind of pound the pavement and let yeah. them know you're still there. You know, this industry, it's kind of funny how the industry works. Like if people kind of don't see you on Instagram posting things, they kind of forget about you. Because yeah. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. The news cycle is just like it's every other day. Something new comes out and you know, the new stuff kind of overwrites the old stuff. So you yeah. have to keep things fresh on, on your Instagram, social media pages, um, as well as editors too. They like to kind of like update your, they keep files on artists, you know, Marvel works like this. Like I'll send stuff into them every now and then, and they'll keep a file on my work, you know, like here's the cover right there for this publisher. Here's some 
freelance work I did there, you know, I'll send that into them to kind of keep my name, you know, kind of circulating around the office. So yeah. it really is how hard you want to hit the pavement with this, this stuff. I mean, you can't really rely too much on these shows. Yeah. I couldn't rely too much on those shows before. I mean, they're only part of the equation. The rest of the work has to come from yeah. inside your studio and yourself, you know. So. so have you been seeing an increase in uh, people wanting commissions? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I said, with the shows being um, on hiatus right now, uh, there are a lot of uh, guys who are circulating and you know, scouring the internet looking for things that they you know normally buy to show yeah. that they can't buy now. So nice. Yeah, I have seen at least in the past month or so, I have seen like a, a definite uptick of guys like inquiring uh, about commissions and stuff like that. So, so we we uh, uh you kind of touched on on some of the work you've gotten. Um, like with the Ray Mysterio book, uh, kind of went through your handler, your art rep, uh, and then, mm-hmm. uh, and then going through Ivan. So we've got a lot of potential artists and, uh, and, uh, and writers and whatnot that, uh, that don't have a handler. Do you find that having a handler or art rep, um, is detrimental, something that you actually need or something that uh, definitely helps? Um, like what's your aspect on that? Because, you know, a lot of these guys don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a definite blessing. Um, if you can get a, a, a rep under you that helps you kind of lift you up in a ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he, uh, for example, my rep, Roberto, he's great at getting me into shows. Um, <clears throat> cause he knows he has connects with the show runners and with other reps that can, you know, also get, you know, they can help us, you know, not have to worry about table space, not to worry about, getting herself shipped into shows, they kind of do all that work for me, which is a huge help because that's one thing I hate but freaking doing is uh, <laughs> sending in paperwork for shows and keeping track of who I paid when, mm-hmm. who do I, what, you know, what to, and do I have this paperwork for, yeah. you know, that show three months from now. I've, I, I, a lot of my questions are going to be geared towards, uh, towards the industry and in this kind of time with, uh, with that's been going on around us, uh, the COVID-19 yeah. and all that stuff, because it's just mm-hmm. such a weird time and it's just a, such an odd, uh, of, uh, thing that's going on in the industry. We got all these cons that are shut down. We got, uh, Diamond, uh, what the, the distribution, uh, that is, that has been closed down and we don't know if they're coming back. We don't know if, uh, what's going on with these, with these comic books. Um, mm. where do you see the future of this industry going, uh, after, after all, all this stuff blows over or if you, do you even see it blowing over or what, do you see any kind of changes going on? Uh, I think like with any other business, I, I believe, and I strongly believe that I think comic books will bounce back Okay. Uh, eventually. It may take, uh, four or five months, you know? Um, I think, uh, it depends on what tier you're on too, when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were on say like the comicsology side of it, you know, you're owned by Amazon, you're you know, you're not going to really, really hurt by this. I mean, yeah. you pick up where you left off and they start dominant, ultimately such releasing books again. I don't think they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll like shut their doors forever. Um, uh, if you're a, a minor retailer, you're really hurting right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know a buddy of mine, uh, he had to call his creditors. He just bought a house not too long ago. Yeah. Well, wow. he was like, yo man, my, I can't pay more mortgage this month because my shop's, boarded up. I can't do anything. Wow. Um, 
so yeah, so if you're if you're a minor retailer, um, a little shop owner, you're really going to be hurt by this, and we're going to probably going to see a lot of mm-hmm. if this pans out to like three to four to five months, we're going to see a lot of shops like probably close out. You know, they can't you know they yeah. can't pay their rent anymore. So yeah, and and a lot of. A lot of shops were already kind of closing anyway because of the way the industry was going. Right. And we're just going to see some, some, some shops that were, that were just getting by and they were still around and they weren't going to be closing down anytime soon. I think we're going to see them close down. And, and that's what stinks because mm-hmm. we're, it's already uh, with on the small retailer side of things, we already seen kind of a dwindle. And, and now right. with this big hit, it's hitting hard. Yeah. Definitely. Like, uh, like I was saying earlier with like, uh, the smaller shops, I mean, we're already seeing like a downturn in like readership, you know, it's been that way for the past like 20 years and to have this come along, it's a huge hurt piece. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it's like, uh, the industry, um, hopefully will want to adapt, you know, as, as any yeah. industry does, or hopefully does, you know, is we'll have to try to see if, um, a lot of the shops can maybe like bounce back one way or another. It'd be interesting to see in like three to four to five months uh, mm-hmm. where we're at with that. Yeah. Right. Well, on, our, on an artist level, I mean, me and Joe had this, uh, had this conversation uh, last week where we did a, uh, we did a session just between me and him about the industry and what's going on. And much what you were saying earlier, as far as uh, using the internet to help us as artists or creatives uh, using the internet, um, I had mentioned that it was, I feel that this is probably like the next evolution and, and how things are going to have to start changing, uh, from mm-hmm. an artist, from a creator's point of view, we have to not so, depend so much on, you know, I'd say diamond or retailers because we have to push our own brands and whatnot. And you mm-hmm. had mentioned that you probably start doing an Etsy page here pretty soon, as well as a, uh, a Patreon. Yeah. So, the Patreon, you know, that's a lot of, uh, uh, people, I've seen people do like the, you know, the cosplayers with their photo sessions. Yeah. Uh, um, please, please do us all a favor, man. I- I've seen you in person, brother. <laughs> I-, I mean, come on. No pics, please. <laughs> no, no, but I comb uh, my hair, man. I swear to God. <laughs> but, but, uh, um, but do you see yourself doing an independent, uh, um, uh, piece or in a, a strip or, or, or something for your, for your Patreon? Uh, I, I, I kind of planned it that roughly. Um, and you're asking what specifically I would, I would do if yeah, I were to have yeah. a Patreon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've kind of planned it out, um, kind of loosely. Um, I don't care what you say, Albert, I will have text of myself up there. That'll be the, the hundred dollar tier per month. That's it. We'll get a private photo sesh of Ben Harvey. Are you going to do the George Costanza where he's on that little, that couch, you know, oh, like bear rug and everything. Man. <laughs> of course, of course. Oh, but man. no, I was thinking, um, I was thinking probably doing like, uh, I usually on my Instagram feed, if you go through there, you'll see every now and then I'll do, um, a uh, bookmark, you know, and uh, fans have really kind of picked up to that. They, have, I think, they like bookmarks. So, um, yeah. at the the highest tier, I'd probably do maybe like five bookmarks a month. You can have one of those sent out to you, you know. And um, underneath that, I would do like the obvious things, like tutorials. Um, maybe I'd do like a mail out each month of like a, a print of my of, of mine. Um, 
because uh, one of the things I have gotten a lot of requests for is tutorials. Um, people want to kind of see what my process is. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's cool. I loosely do them on Instagram. I'll have like live sessions while I'll be working on something. But, um, for, in, for, for a patron, I would, I'll just sit down and record some like in-depth sessions and kind of go over some philosophies of mine and, you know, really get into the nitty gritty of how I work. Um, so yeah. I gotta That'd say, be... I gotta say, man, you're pretty mean with that, uh, with those watercolors, brother. Oh, thanks, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I know I personally would like to see from you, and me and you've kind of loosely talked about this before, because you do a lot of, uh, uh, let me see, how should I say? You've done some X-Men pieces, mm -hmm. specifically Jubilee. Mm -hmm. And I love the way you put her down. So, <laughs> but yeah, there's something to her, man, the way you put her down that really feels uh, youthful. Um, yeah. It feels not anime-ish, but it has that, that energy. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Any, I, I've always wanted to do it personally, but uh, as far as doing a bootleg, um, a bootleg book, you know, just for just for fans, just to kind of see, you know, right. show off my talent on a certain character. Do you see yourself ever doing something like that? Maybe possibly, like maybe even three to five pages of of just a, a short bootleg story. I have uh, definitely uh, toyed around with the idea of putting out some Ashcan books in the past. Um, it's just a matter of just finding the time to do it. You know, um, I think now is probably the best time, if any, you know, cause right. I have more right. than enough time to kind of like accomplish stuff. And, you know, my workload has been really alleviated by not having to travel so much. So yeah, I definitely yeah. think about it for the next few months. I'll probably uh, either do that or I was wanting to do maybe a, a, a TMMT, you know, Ashcan book again for nice. myself. I did one years ago, um, but never really like, uh, fully uh, capitalized on it, so I like to do one of those again. So, yeah, and you have a sketchbook out, right? Uh, I have them floating around. Um, <laughs> that's sort of a long and short story. Uh, I used to put out sketchbooks every year, um, but they weren't really up to the the my my expectations. They were just kind of like you know Kinko's sketchbooks that I kind of like threw together. <laughs> Um, and kind of had out at shows. If you want to pick them, pick them up, they can pick them up. Um, so, uh, if in the future, uh, I would like to kind of like really do that proper and, you know, actually send out to like an actual printing press and have a good, you know, a good sketchbook to be proud of, you yeah. know. So that's another thing I'm on my docket to do this year is to compile a, a book of uh, sketches together and have them for maybe the fall if we're back at shows by then. Man, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see Kinko's anywhere anymore, man. So that's kind of cool that you, you they're still maybe the standalone place are gone, but maybe yeah, they're, uh, they're only like shipping copy centers now. Wow, yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's interesting because I don't, I don't see Kinko's anywhere anymore. It's like Blockbuster, man. They're they're dwindling. Anyway, <laughs> so I I've noticed a lot lately that uh, uh a lot of artists are are uh like you said you they're doing the recording things they're doing live tutorials they're doing sketches on facebook lives and things like that talking to people throwing up price tags mm -hmm. on some of their some of their things um do you, is do you see a lot of of kind of artists doing that and and that's kind of what they're doing to kind of uh uh get out there a lot more cuz i've been seeing a whole lot of it yeah i mean that's kind of been the trend for the past seven years i guess yeah. um and it's it's funny that um that you mentioned it because uh the trend 
that trend has also helped kind of like uh, draw a lot of artists away from doing like mainstream comics mm-hmm. because you can get by on having your stuff up on Instagram, building a fan base um, and selling your prints off of Etsy or one of those services or just shipping them out yourself yeah. and not to w- rely on the big publishers to kind of like help you get to that point. Mm-hmm. And people make crazy amounts of money as we know, like on just having your stuff up online, having like, you know, 400,000, a million followers follow your stuff, you know, and you kind of really don't need them anymore. So you kind of, you, yeah. So in the past like seven years, you've seen a trend of people starting getting away from meeting publishers meeting reps to kind of like promote their stuff and having just do it themselves, you know, and have less overhead. Um, yeah. uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of guys that I follow made crazy bank, you know, the shows and they don't, they don't have to go to, I know that shows, but on, on this, on social media, they don't have to go to shows anymore. Yeah. rely on that either. You know, they just have an Instagram following. They sell their stuff through there. They expose their stuff through there. And if they uh, if they need to, they can do maybe like one or two shows a year. So yeah, it kind of boils back down to like the the social media aspect of it, um, how it has been like a huge tool to us artists, not have to like peddle our wares like we used to do in the past uh, yeah. to other channels like you know, like I said, with publishers, the big two, or like you know even the indie guys. Yeah. who would never have a voice at all now have a giant voice now because of social media and the, the, the ability to just throw your things out on these, these channels. Yeah. And sometimes even like overnight, not overnight, but like, you know, over uh, half the time gain like a huge following, you know? Right. So, yeah. 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 I've, I've actually had the, uh, the pleasure of again, meeting you and seeing you in person. Um, and uh, and working alongside with you, um, so I've actually had one of your original pieces. Um, oh, so what is? How did you uh, go from being, you know, uh, just a, a regular guy, pencil on paper, to breaking into your pros? What's your story? How how did you break in? Ah, uh, that is a very long story. But the summarized <laughs> version is—yeah, uh, of a Christmas <laughs> version. Um, so I, uh, um, after uh, college, um, and actually, I went to college for, not for illustrative, uh, illustra- an illustrative major. I went for animation, um, but at the same time, that really helped me out. At the same mm-hmm. time, because I was exposed to things like uh, background. Uh, art and stuff like that for animation and Photoshop and all these different programs that I still use now in my work today. Um, and uh, so after college, I had interned with a guy uh, who was working for, you guys remember Tokyo Pop way back yeah. in the day. Yeah. They were doing a lot of manga publishing. Um, and so he, the guy I interned with, he really showed me the ropes. Um, he showed me how my basically my stuff sucked. You know, I needed to work my proportions and like, I didn't know how to do perspective, all these different things, you know? And, uh, so I interned with him for about like four or five years. Um, and then eventually he left, um, to, uh, work, do other businesses and stuff like that. Mm. And I was kind of by myself and I was like, well, um, the manga market and the bottom fell out of the manga market, you know, nobody was buying manga that was made by, uh, us creators anymore. 
Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, what's left? Their social media really is still in its diapers right now. There's not really much around in that aspect. So um, I hit the pavement and knocked on the doors of the big two, trying to get work from there. And uh, that was a very slow process. Um, I met with a few editors. They liked my stuff. But again, it's like, it's a good old boys club in those two places. Like you either have to like work your way up uh, doing like uh, sequentials, which I, I'm not really that great at doing. I don't enjoy doing them as much as I used to. Um, and my, my, at the same time, my work wasn't up to like cover standards. I wasn't good enough to do covers. Um, so uh, I luckily found a lot of work uh, doing indie work at the time. I, I had a lot of like guys that are local here and out of state that were doing indie books. And so for a few years after, after I stopped working for that manga, uh, manga artist and turning under him, I found work doing a lot of indie work, doing sequentials and uh, pinups and, you know, cover work and stuff like that, uh, which helped me kind of like pan out. I guess it was like five or six or seven years between the time I had left my internship into uh, the point where I had lo- uh, landed a, a cover on uh, a TMMT book for IDW. Nice. And I had found that through another illustrator friend of mine, which, you know, Kids, if you're listening, make lots of friends in the industry <laughs> because that pays off big time yeah. when you're looking for work and you're looking for, you know, uh, uh, people who know people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I landed that cover on um, the Team and T book and that kind of uh, wound up being like a sequential thing with them and another cover on top of that. So, and after that, it was like kind of like it, it kind of snowballed from there. I was at the same time I met Roberto. Um, and he helped me get me into more shows, more eyeballs on my work. And then I met the, the editor at Valiant. And then, you know, here we are. It's kind of like a, a very slow, a very, very slow building process. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people think it's like it, it's like an overnight thing. It really isn't. Like, yeah. you know, you heard the old trope where it's like, you know, every behind every overnight success, there's like 20 to 30 years of hard work, you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. never it's it's so true for like art. You know, I started out doing shows when back in like 2000, I guess was the first wizard show I'd went to here in Philly. Wow. And you know, I had done it on and off between you know then and then and now. It's like you know, it's, I'm just starting to you know break into this this industry. You know, and it's it's evolved and it's changed, and you know, it's it's a, it's a weird journey. Definitely. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking really quick, how old are you by chance? Um, I know I look like I'm I'm sixteen, but <laughs> I'm actually thirty seven right now. And here's the reason I asked the question. Mm-hmm. Is because you get a lot of young cats, right, that are like gung ho and like you said before, when you're t- working with Tokyo Pop, your work wasn't exactly up to par. I've seen that with my work as well when I was younger. I look at my stuff back then, I'm like, ah mm-hmm. but um would you say like if you put in the work and you're, and you're making the, making the time to do all this stuff, yeah. you're really, really not actually going to bust in until or do something until you're really in your late thirties, maybe forties. Cause that's always been my, my thing is if you start early and you, you like, you pop and you're, you got a banging career. Mm-hmm. And when you're so young, it's almost to me that you're more likely to quickly fizzle out as fast as you came in. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Would you say that there's some kind of a, um, that that's more a little bit accurate that you'd probably be a little bit more in your thirties or, cause I mean, I don't see a lot of young, young cats, you know, like in the twenties, like in the nineties where every young cat was getting work 
You know, right. um, would you say that's kind of accurate or would you say that's something, there's something there or am I just talking out of my backside? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all, man. Not at all. Um, I think that, uh, it really depends on your background, you know, um, and where you're from. Um, I believe like you see a lot of these like European guys, uh, that are coming up now. They're just like amazing artists, you know, and you're wondering where the, yeah. where the hell are these guys coming from? And it's because of the environment they were raised in, you know, they're, hmm went to like these amazing like you know european schools and raised around art you know yeah whereas here whereas here in the states you know we have a lot of guys that you know basically basic high school art education you know you're not exposed you don't go to like the best art schools here art in the states you know in general isn't like really highly regarded you know Mm -hmm. it's it's money and finances and sports is what we're you know yeah. Focused on here in the States. So a lot of American kids, unfortunately, don't get the exposure to art that I believe they don't really need, they, they, they need to be exposed to be a really good artist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. and kind of like to kind of put this on myself is like when I was growing up, I really should have been painting. Like I hated painting when I was growing up. I did nothing but drawing. But if I had, if I was learning what I, I'm learning now, 20 years ago, yeah. I, but, I, I wouldn't even be, I have no idea where I'd be right now, you know? Wow, yeah. Uh, it really depends on the environment you're raised in. Because um, you can be in your 20s, I believe, and still be an amazing artist and be working for the big two and all that stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's not really a, 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 an impossibility. Um, so, so the American kids uh, that I see coming in now, it's like they have a basic understanding of art, you know, and I'm not saying that they, that there aren't geniuses out there. There are definitely geniuses out there that, you know, have amazing talents and yeah. stuff like that, you know, and, uh, but it really is the, the, uh, the environment you're raised in. And if you come out of high school and you don't really have a great art background, but you love to draw, you love to paint and you can't afford to go to college to one of these fancy art schools, then kind of what do you do? You kind of sit around and you kind of have to learn off of, you know, your peers or you go on the internet and try to do your best there, you know? Um, but there is no personal guidance with that. I mean, it is probably the best time in humanity's history where you can learn to do almost anything, you know, but you still have to pay. If you want to do have one-on-one tutorial tutorials and one-on-one guidance, you have to kind of like pay someone to do that or go to a convention and, you know, and a lot of kids can't afford to do that. Right. You know, so, yeah, there is there is a, a, a stigma of kids like that, unfortunately, have to, like, really work at it here in the States to kind of get good because, again, like, our education is really expensive. Um, the amount of uh, tutorials online can only show you so much they can't really give you one-on-one with it. And so it may take you, you know, 20 years now to get really get really good at it, you know, Um I remember back in my day, you'd see guys like, you know, Jim Lee and uh, Joe Madeira, you know, all those guys, Campbell, they were coming up. Yeah. You know, and they had, they had, some of them had like the, the opportunity of like interning, like with other artists at the time yeah. to get better and level up. Yep. You don't see that anymore. Yeah. You know, you can't go into an office at Marvel and sit and watch these like masterminds at work, you know, yeah. um, that doesn't happen anymore. And so, yeah, yeah, the, the, the struggle is never it's such an odd time because it's never been easier to learn and to level up. 
but it's also been the hardest time to level up to because again, like I said, the industry has changed so much that it's hard to kind of get guidance, you know, and sure. it's really expensive to get guidance sometimes like with schools and stuff like that. But also with uh, technology, you can learn almost anything now these days. Yeah. You know, yeah. Through YouTube and social media channels. Definitely. Definitely. I, go for go it. Joe. Go. So I know, I know in, in Spanish, I know we call it the uh, uh, ganas. You got to have the ganas to do, want to do something, which is more like the drive to do something. So yeah. I think that mm-hmm. speaks really, really well to what you're talking about yeah. um, as far as uh, having the drive and, the, and how mean is your hustle? Like how mean, how mean do you really true. want it? Yeah. You know? true. So, uh, I, some of these guys like Delato and, and like all these painters that are coming up, have you, they, they move so fast. They paint so fast because they're coming out with a cover, this and that every single time. It's like, here's yeah. another variant. Here's another variant. And it's like, Jesus, man. But right, like, yeah. Their schooling, their, their discipline style is, is so far from American style mm-hmm. that, uh, that we need to, we're almost in a catch up kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you, you see like this old world influences on their stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. that you don't see on a lot of like, uh, not a lot, but like, you know, uh, on an American, uh, basis these days, American, American kids don't have this exposure that they're having these days. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this one artist I follow, uh, Ricardo Federici. I think you guys are familiar with his work. Yeah. Yeah. His were oh my god, he is a classically trained artist. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like you see this work, this guy is doing like stuff that's like comparable to like the old masters. Wow, you know, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of kids these days don't have that kind of opportunity. Yeah, you yeah. know, they don't get trained by like you know master painters and stuff like that. Just kind of have to kind of like feel through it on their own. So yeah, yeah. I actually used to work in an art gallery, and uh, I used to tell people that came in because they'd come in because they. They loved paintings and stuff like that. And they were just starting out and taking these oil classes and stuff like that. And I would constantly tell them, listen, here's a small eight by 10. The best thing that you can do is take that small eight by 10. And I, re- I would point them to an eight by 10 because it was small, uh, or it was a five by eight actually. And, uh, right. it was small. It was less expensive, like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, take this home, buy it, obviously, um, take it home <laughs> <laughs> and try and replicate the piece. Yeah, so that yeah. way it looks the same. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way, in my opinion, that you're going to learn these different techniques and try and learn what works and what doesn't work. A lot yeah, of times, yeah. a lot of times you used to hear, you used to hear this a lot. And I don't know if you still do, cause I haven't, I don't go outside. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you would hear people say, if you're drawing comics, you need to go look at, uh, other things besides comics to get your influences. Look at paintings, yeah. look at, uh, look at the old works, look at the anatomy books, look at this and that, look at, uh, uh, storytelling. And I think with your stuff, you know, uh, I think the internship at Tokyo pop with talking about the angles and, and perspective and stuff like that, that's heavily, even though it's, sometimes it's like in manga, it's like heavily, uh, um, distorted. There's mm-hmm. still perspective in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to learn. And then, uh, um, and then ex- the same, same thing with your animation, you studied animation and I've seen it in your work, the expressionisms in your pieces, mm-hmm. you know, facial expressions and stuff like that, that all comes together. Again, that's not something you can actually, you can only do so many grimaces on, on, a, <laughs> on, a, on, on a character before it gets old. You know what I mean? So the expressionism, uh, in your faces and, and, and stuff like that, I think really helps to, 
helps speak to yeah. your to your own work and your own studies. Yeah. Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. You know, they say, uh, what do they say? Steal like an artist, you know? Yeah. Uh, go through <laughs> art history and just kind of pluck, kick what you want and leave the rest. Yeah. You know, and that's a, that kind of like a paramount to how my my career has kind of come up. Is like I've always been like inspired by other artists, you know, and I can't really start a day without flipping through some like, you know, some reference books to kind of yeah. get my brain yeah. warmed up, you know, and to get inspired. So. Yeah, man. I think all all artists, at one point or another, you know, however modest they are, they've always, you know, had to look to other artists for like inspiration to where to kind of go for where they are. You know, um, unless you're like a Neanderthal caveman who have had who've had no experience with other artists, has no access to other artists. You know, yeah, you've probably had at some point or another in your career some guidance somewhere from from another artist, yeah. whether it be from technique or from style. You know, it's it happens to everybody. So yeah, it's great. So where do you see, where do you, where, before we wrap this up, where do you see yourself going? Uh, so some of my goals, uh, for the next few years are to, uh, level up my, my cover game, be better at, uh, doing covers. Um, I want to be a better watercolor artist. You know, I think there are some areas where I'm still, uh, kind of hazy on, and I, I need some guidance as well, you know, with, uh, technique. So I'm looking to kind of level up my game there. Um, I'd be a better business person too. I think, uh, the downside to being like an artist sometimes is being alone in your studio, like a troll, you know, kind of like, uh, <laughs> working away and, you know, chiseling away this craft. Um, yeah. and not being, uh, versed in, you know, just being a business person, like running your business, you know, uh, and promoting yourself and, like that because like you know you can only rely so much on like social media and like reps to kind of sell you yeah. but really at the end of the day it's your work out there that's really gonna help you at the end of the day so yeah i really like to kind of maybe take a class on like business ship and stuff like that to level myself up there um and yeah just kind of like you know enjoy kind of enjoy life you know i as yeah. like i said with the art as being an artist you don't really get outside that often you know so i like to do a little more traveling and get inspired by the world, you know, when this whole virus thing lets up, hopefully, yeah. you know, uh, they'll let us travel between countries <laughs> in a few months, you know, maybe I'll get to travel a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's, uh, that's my goal for the next few years is to kind of level myself up artistically, mentally, you know, and then business wise too. I think it could help everybody out. So, that's awesome, man. I We appreciate you coming on and talking with us a little bit about what you do and about the industry and how it's uh, changing and how it has changed. Um, is there anywhere that anybody can find you on social media? Uh, the best way to find me is on uh, hunks uh, with ads.com. Find me on there. <laughs> uh, I'll be having a live photo shush this Thursday. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Instagram is my um, my mainstay right now. I am that's the only thing I got to work on. I got to get a, a website up, so I'm gonna get uh, uh, a website set up in the next few months. Uh, but the best way that I can you can find me is on Instagram right now. Okay, is that uh, where Instagram.com slash Ben Harvey Art? I'm sorry. Is that where people can uh, um, commission you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all my social media channels have a way to direct message me. So if you, awesome. if anybody is interested in um, commissioning me, uh, I am closed right now. Just so you know, as of April, what was the second today? 
Um, I am closed right now for commissions, but uh, feel free to message me anyway if you guys want to talk, you know, or uh, uh, get uh, a feel for what my commission prices are. Feel free to message me. Um, So I'm on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter uh, and Facebook, all at, at Ben Harvey Art, all one word on all three channels. So Awesome. Cool, man. Ben, thank you so much. You've, uh, you've gotten to spend the, spend the last hour of your day getting inspiration from the jovial Joey Galvez, <laughs> the angriest of roosters, Alvin Morales. <laughs> Guys, this is the, the boistial Ben Harvey. Check out his work on Instagram, Ben Harvey Art. Man, he's got some dope, dope stuff, man. So thank you again, brother, for having me you know, on. So and we'll definitely talk soon, yeah? Yeah, thank you so much, man. Definitely. Let's do it again. Awesome. Hey, thanks again for hanging out with us here on The House of Indy. I'm Joey Galvez and Albert Morales. Albert Morales.